here we are, hitting up events, drinking our way through Chicago beer, and trying not to miss a thing. Yeah, because, you know, got a cork pop out, boom, it flies like fucking 10 feet. We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, all you have to do is add some fruit, stir it up, and ride that milkshake wave. Whenever I see him, I'm going to take a photo with the most decorated brewer in Chicago, Jonathan Cutler. It'll be like the stuff you hear. You ever go to, every time you go to Floyd's, all the music sounds like this. Raw, raw, raw. Sometimes you want a small beer, but really, you want a big beer. You got to take in all those big, aromatic hops. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Waiting in line for a bottle release? You should have never been a fad. The Black IPA is delicious. Hey, and welcome to Chicago Beer Pass. I'm Brad Chmielewski. It's Bad Bitch O'Clock. What's up? I'm Nick White. Oh, it's a Friday Beer Pass. We've been going hard all week. You know, this is, I think, the first three-day run we've had in a while, maybe ever. I know. We didn't record all three days, but two days back-to-back recording. Uh, we were at uh, Goose Island, District Brew Yards, and now we're here, which we'll go over all that in a few minutes. Yeah. But first, we continue... Our Oktoberfest. I think this is the final show before the final show. Is it even October still? I mean, <laughs> fest beer. <laughs> our final Oktoberfest one-off before we go down the list, we're watching the video or recap them all and then pick our favorites. Yeah. So we got uh, Mars Oktoberfest fest beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 12 ounces, comes in a four-pack, and I'm sure... It was probably 20 bucks in Mars fashion. You know, Jungle Boogie is like a $25 fucking four-pack. Right. It's, you know, it's beer that you buy when you want to feel pretty, I guess, you know? Do we say that about lunch? If I spend $30 on a lunch, it it make me feel pretty kind of thing. I almost bought the Mars and was it Phase 3 had a Oktoberfest that they called Chugtober. Oh. And it was in, I think it was Mars, I think it was Phase 3, but it was in 16-ounce cans and I was like, you know what? I think I, I think I'm at my like Oktoberfest limit, and if we have extras, I don't need those extra for those extra ounces now. I'm good with twelve. Yeah. Well, I didn't get that one, so I just got the regular Mars, and I was like, let's see what they can do alone. Very scenic uh, can here. There's a bear and a bunch of folks in their Lederhosen doing the, uh, you know. Doing some kind of river dance or something, or whatever kind of festive dance you do when you wear Lederhosen. Yeah. What's this logo they have on there that's the filling more? Like, little thing that looks like a sun? Yeah, I haven't seen that before. I'm just used to the M that kind of looks like the Google Mail M. But right. this this more, this circle with the word filling more around it, and a, um arrow, I'm not sure what that is. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this is their fest beer coming in at 6%. Uh, right off the bat, um, it's a uh, ranking low for me on the on the lineup. Not that it's bad or anything. It's just kind of uninteresting if, of them. If you break them into quadrants, this is in that same quadrant wherever um, on tour and goose are gonna be. Whatever, yeah. whatever we're calling that quadrant. Okay. It's gonna be in that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll yeah. just sip on this and we'll... I think the, the upper quadrant is going to include your uh, your Pipeworks, Metro, and uh, Hopewell, and Solomon. Sketchbook. Yeah. That, that, that sort of thing, yeah. And then, yeah, you're... In the middle of the road, I mean, I put, um, you know, and we're going to try them all again, but 
the Penrose and the uh, o- OIB uh, tier is just slightly below that. Okay. <clears throat> Damn. Whew. Right, we're just telling you how we feel, man. Right. This is uh, we'll, we'll try them again. And this is Mars, which I don't usually pick up because of the price point, but mm-hmm. I do enjoy the beers when I have them. Yeah. Um, they're in Logan now. Satellite, not second brewery, just satellite right next to Margie's Candy. Mm-hmm. Are they actually brewing anything there? Uh, I think it's just all imported from okay. Bridgeport. Nice, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, always a solid stop, you know, pre or post Sox game. Uh, it's about a, what, you, you, I think you walked in once, maybe like a mile and a half from the, from the, uh, from the pub. I oh, mean, from yeah. the Sox Park. From uh, the Red Line to yeah. the Mars Brewery. Yeah, it's a, I've walked it. Yeah, it's, it's a good walk, but you can do it. Yeah. Um, Bridgeport. My favorite thing in Bridgeport was back-to-back years of Fobab down right. down at Bridgeport Ooh. at the Bridgeport Art Center. Fobab coming up, two weeks. Yeah, ridiculous, man. It's moving. It's all moving fast. Fobab did move up two weeks though. Oh, that, we confirmed that. No, one week. One week. One it's week. usually That's mid-November. Now it's early November. Yeah. Okay. Not sure why they moved up. Maybe probably the only date they could get. You know, that's a space that's used quite often. True. And it's bigger than the um the UIC forum that they usually use. Mm-hmm. So you know, they actually do concerts and shit at the UIC Pavilion or whatever they're calling the UIC Pavilion these days. Okay. It's like Cred One Arena or some shit. Okay. Yeah. So there's probably a conflict. So they had to get this date. So yeah, that's November fourth. Uh, get tickets. I'm sure they're still available. I don't think it's going to sell out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good reminder to join and buy because with that membership, 60 bucks a year or whatever it is, it's worth it if you're just getting FOBAB an hour early. Oh, okay, Because you know, yeah. FOBAB gets a little zany, mm-hmm. you know, a little and zany. Getting in an hour early for FOBAB is key because you can kind of just, like, wander around, maybe get some of those beers you heard that you should get before. They'll kick within 30 minutes of the door opening. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, unless you go on Friday night. Friday night's usually pretty comfortable, but you still want to get there an hour early. But Friday is a little more chill. The awards on Saturday, if you don't get there an hour early, you can just, you know, just expect to wait on stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that's going to be a full bad uh, is probably going to be the lineup from uh, Goose Island. Oh, I'm guessing um, outdoor rain. I'm guessing hourly tappings. Mm-hmm. The whole shebang, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's a good uh, segue into this year's lineup, which we got to try. Unfortunately, we don't have an episode like of us trying them, and um, yeah, we did a uh, we did a knee jerk reaction with Porsche drinking, and Matt Powers and Afro Beer Chick. We mm-hmm. did that. That's on our IG feed. That was fun. It's kind of a tradition now, you know, where we show up and just, you know, in a drunken, rambling, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be coherent, tell you what what these things are doing. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's run down. Let's run down. The list of the seven uh, Bergen County Stouts that are coming out this year, um, and then we'll kind of give you our reaction to them all. So yeah, man. Um, we got yeah. original that's in four barrels this year. Yeah, uh, the the first three barrels have always been the same for the most part for the last few years. Uh, Heaven Hill and uh, Wild, Wild Turkey, Turkey. And, and it Buffalo sounds Trace. like and it sounds like Buffalo Trace is still in the mix, or did that get replaced by Four Roses because there's three still in the mix. Okay, and this year they added Four Roses. Okay. So, um, it, possibly changes the flavor depends on how much you can tell or remember from years past right and you know it, even though it's, a, it, it's for the most part the same beer to hold this whole time but it does change from year to year mm-hmm. you know those little subtle notes kind of creep to the front more so in some years more than others they say it's the weather i mean who am i to disagree i don't brew 
right? But you know. Weatherman. <laughs> and also, I'm not a weatherman. How the fuck do I know how it impacted? I don't brew. <laughs> I don't make barrels. I'm not a weatherman. You can tell me anything. Uh, I'll you know, like, believe you. We're likely to believe it, you know. Um, quick note on Four Roses. Uh, they kind of commented that it's a higher rye whiskey, but then also, uh, for the last few years, Half Acre has used that for Benthic. Okay. Yeah. Um, bigger, richer cherry notes on the Benthic in comparison to some of the goose stuff and that that may, that embodied mouthfeel that might be contributed to the four roses component who knows and it didn't sound like you were going to get that like secret easter egg thing where you could try each bourbon county from this year in the individual barrels they're all a blend it could be you know they're just a blend of it yeah everything's a blend they're going for one flavor profile no one offs as of the the preview right uh, and then the next up, the one we got to try was 30th anniversary. Now, this one was special. You know, this was, uh, you know, their their original barrel partner was, what was it, uh, Jim Beam. And I want to say it was like, what, five weeks or some crazy number in a bourbon barrel, the very first BCS? I think they said 100 days. 100 days. 100 days in a, in a, uh, in a Jim Beam barrel. So to pay tribute to what they're saying is their 30th anniversary, and it's Jim Beam small batch bourbon 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, BCS 30. And it's a blend of all the Jim Beam special release barrels. So that is Baker's, Booker's, Knob Creek, and Basil Hayden. Okay. Yeah. Um, super fancy box for this one. Yeah. Um, and the, all those, you know, those bourbons, all very good. You know, I don't really drink Basil Hayden, but the other ones I, I really like. Okay. Um, uh, and then the next one we got to try was uh, 30th Barley Wine. No. no, it's not 30th barley wine. It's two-year barley wine. Two-year Old Fish Gerald barley wine. Yeah. It's possibly two-year double barrel. Yeah. It was kind of tricky the way they described it. They took 60% of it, aged it for a year, and then put it in another fresh bourbon barrel. And then the other 40% just aged for a year. Okay. So it's a blend of double barrel and one-year beer. And they're calling it two-year because I guess the, the majority of it did rest for two years. Right. Yeah. Um, this is Old Fist Barrels, Old Fist Decanter Series. So that's 14, 15, and 16-year bourbons, um, freshly dumped and sent immediately to Goose. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Goose has the the powerful connections. So the branding on the box is killer, probably one of the better-looking boxes we've seen all year, probably since last year's fancy box from Old Forester, the white one, the oh, white yeah. tube. That's yeah. right. Um, and this is the first time we've seen barley wine, I want to say, since 2018. Okay. Yeah. Because um, we had a wheat wine a couple years ago. That's right. Yeah. And then I think a car- coffee version of barley wine was the last barley wine they dropped. And that was it. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was very okay. Yeah. Um, this is the best barley wine probably since King Henry. King Henry was um, Pappy Van Winkle barrels used twice. Once for BCS to make rare. And then they filled it again to put the barley wine and made King Henry. And I think the first time we saw King Henry was the first time they did the Black Friday thing. I think I think maybe no well right or the year after right because yeah. because rare it came out and then King Henry followed that oh, right because okay. it was the same barrel so they couldn't have done them have released them the same oh, year oh you're right they couldn't have released them the same year so it was okay so the first yeah I think um but that's a good segue because uh, coffee BCS coffee made its back of the what. I don't know, the purest form of it from what you yeah. remember from the first time we got uh, Bourbon County, Bourbon County Vanilla, and Bourbon County Coffee. Yeah, and coffee is the very first variant. 
it's the first Avenger. It's Captain America of the uh, <laughs> it's Captain America of the BCS variants, man. It's the first ever variant. It's a, it was away for a while. <laughs> and we haven't seen coffee in forever, man. Right. You know? Uh, the coffee, we got to try the coffee on its own afterwards. Um, it's from a super small village. Burindi, I believe. Yeah. It's a, a village in Africa that borders Tanzania. I and, believe women-owned coffee. Yeah, the farmers are all women. Super small country. Um, it borders Rwanda and Tanzania. Okay. East Africa. I've never been to Africa, but that's what, that's where it is. Okay. Um, the coffee on its own, fantastic. And then the coffee in the Bourbon County, it was great. It tasted very much like a cold brew coffee. You know, it was wild as hell to have the, uh, the director of sales at Intelli was there and he's pouring coffee, you know, pour over coffee. And I'm looking at this coffee with nothing in it, you know, just black. And I'm like, man, this shit tastes just like it did in the beer. Mm-hmm. It was very delicious. I didn't, I forgot that coffee of black could be good if it's really good coffee. Yeah. Um, so we did those four, and then there was sort of a little intermission, and then we went into the, I don't know, the wild and crazier flavors. Um, cold, what do they call them? Cold side adjuncts. Okay. You know, the beer's done, it's cold, let's throw some stuff in it. Right. Yeah. And the first one off of that was uh, Biscotti, not Biscotti. Oh, it might have been um, the the Fig. The Fig. Yeah. Uh, so the what Fig Newton... So they're calling Inspired it one. Sir Isaac is what they're calling it. It's a Fig Newton cookie BCS. Did they say who Sir Isaac was? Well, you know. Was he the, the King Newton? Well, Sir Isaac. Sir Newton? Uh, maybe he shares a name with Fig Newton. Was Fig Newton named after Sir Isaac? This is all bizarro world. You know, we got the paper right here. Does this shit oh, help that us? Sh- to- that just talks about the pictures that are oh. in the... Okay, I saw the BCS logo. Alright, so yeah. It, it's called Sir Isaac maybe because it shares a name with Fig Newton and it's, they couldn't call it Fig Newton. That was Fig Newton's dad. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, we I know we're not talking about what the, how they're, what they do, but yeah, this was 10,000 pounds of Mission Figs, Black Mission Figs and they had to um, put them in in five pound bags. Right. So they had five pound bags so they, they had the crew dress up in like hazmat suits. And dump five pounds at a time till they got to ten thousand to make this batch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I think, um, yeah, the uh, they the trials included a uh, fig puree, and like the fig puree plus the sweetness of the BCS made this thing too sweet. It's got to be the entire fig. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, three weeks. I think you described it as fruit leather. Yeah, yeah. So like not really like not really like the essence of fruit, not necessarily sweet like a fruit. But kind of gives you like a fruit roll up kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then next was a uh, biscotti, which had a nice in it. Apparently, a biscotti, a chocolate dip biscotti inspired BCS. And apparently, biscotti biscuits have a nice in them. I guess I didn't know that. This is going to be probably the polarizing one this the, year. The, uh, maybe it settles a bit, but there was a ton of a nice right. in this thing. And to the point where I'm like, why is there a nice in it at all? You know, but I guess when you have a biscotti, it, it, clearly there's a nice in a biscotti. Guess I don't know. I don't think I. I don't really ever have biscotti. They're kind of hard. Yeah, it's not really too hard. Not really. You know, give me a muffin. Yeah. Give me a bagel. And it, right, we never yeah. make it to the donut. Bis- <laughs> we never make it to the biscotti phase of baked goods. I don't want your stale, <laughs> stale cookie thing here. Nobody's eating figs. Nobody's eating biscottis. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, well, I guess we're drinking them. <laughs> so, um, so it's the biscotti, and then I think uh, almond, tons of almonds, 
and tons of uh, cacao nibs. Mm -hmm. So that's the the, the adjuncts for the uh, biscotti. biscotti, biscotti BCS. And then final one was a prop. Uh, this year's prop. Prop is only available to people in Chicago. Yeah. And it was Jungle Bird. Yeah, Jungle Bird. So I believe the co it's cocktail-inspired tropical BCS, and I believe the original cocktail has Campari, black strap rum, banana, coca, coconut, and pineapple, and lime. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, right away I looked at Brad and I'm just like, yo, I get a lot of pineapple here. Okay, I got pineapple and then I was like, is that banana? Like those are my first two. Yeah, yeah. And then the coconut. The coconut. The conversation around the room was, well, what do you get first? Because you get all these things and you kind of get them in a very, in a, a very, what is it? A very direct, very expressive way. Right. Right. And you know, the lime and the pineapple are jumping out of this glass. And then you have it again, and you're like, oh, there's coconut and there's banana in here. Right. And I'm like, you know, I am in on this. You know, I think uh, fucking prop has been kind of subdued, I think, the last few years. There was a strawberry shortcake. Then there was the Italian strawberry shortcake, whatever you call that. There was that orange one, right? Oh, no, that was a dead. That wasn't prop. You know, I'm just like, you know, and then there's the greatest hits one with just chocolate and coconut. And these things are fine, right? But this one, it was kind of like memorable. Was, was amazing and good it was yeah. really good uh the story was super fun uh from the guys who uh used to work at beguile yeah they still work at beguile or no i mean probably not i think Goose probably taking care of them now i think so i mean dude two years in a row these are the guys that made cola i wasn't clear on this because they were like this is the that was the first time they had non-goose people well i think one was in um econ or something. Uh, okay. One works in the brew house, but then the other guys in like uh, the e-commerce or something. Okay. So not clear if they were actuals or if they currently were goose people, but they used to at some point work at Beguile. They did. Yeah, I think that's where they met. Okay. And then I think they may have started as like somebody. I think it was the Fig Newton people. They were they were not Sir Isaac. Sir, the, Sir Isaac's peeps were non-brewers non-brewing goose employees oh okay. yeah so and that and that's where they said if the good thing about these trials is like if there's a if these are all brewers doing it they would immediately shot down the fig thing and said it was too hard because you know it's so hard to pull fig flavors but the people who don't make beer are coming in with the fig newton one and they're super jazzed about it and they brought a trial they don't care how it's made we like we don't give a fuck let's make it come on come on and they're like all right cool let's try it let's try to make it you know so okay yeah uh but yeah, that's that's prop. You'd be able to get it at prop day on I think it's November twelfth. Yeah. So I I saw that hundred sixty dollar I think price tag, and so for two people this is like a three hundred dollar play. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, you guys are out of control for this price. But now that I've had them all, and I think your prop day ticket includes some of these, it includes two props. Two props, one thirtieth and one two year. <sighs> Bruh. And I think drink tokens. That's a win. Because these beers are, those three are the three of the four right. best ones. Because we were, um, if you saw the live stream, we were attempting to possibly do the math. 30 goes for maybe 50. Like, this is like just us at retail. You could go to like somewhere like Miska's and it's going to be $80. You'll, you'll, you'll get screwed, yeah. Uh, you go somewhere else, it might be else. But yeah, at least $50 for that. $50 for two year. So that's a hundred right there. Prop is at least thirty each. Yeah. So that's like that's break even right there. Yeah, you're you're gonna get a better deal if you go to prop day because most people, a they're gonna make you buy all of them, 
and then B, they're pressured to sell a lot of OG. So they're probably going to make you buy a ton of OG, more than more than just the and you one. You can't even get prop at the stores, right? No, I mean in Chicago you oh, can. Oh, you can't. So it does get to the stores, not yeah. just at prop. So if you're at Benny's okay. or if you're at Benny's or at, you know, prop, uh, man. prop should show up. You should okay. you should be able to get prop at at Chicago land stores. Okay, so yeah. it's not just prop day only. No, that's just but prop day is a week before Black Friday though. Oh, that's the advantage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, on the live stream we did. Uh, I don't know our hot takes on. Yeah. I have no. I haven't really changed mine because yeah. I haven't had them again. So I have to. I have yeah. to go with what I felt there. Right. Uh, so I'll go down mine first. And don't ever change, as you should, Brad. Jim mine Lewski. was number one. <laughs> it's insane it's insane and i can understand brad's position here because you know well i was telling brad on the way to brew yards i'm like dude when i when i put water in my water jug you know i put i put a fresh lime in it every morning you know i kind of i'm into the taste of it i get excited about just fruit in general just fresh fruit flavors and i was like yo this is really fucking good yeah you know it's tough to for prop or any of the like cold adjunct ones are you ranking them higher because it's totally different are you ranking them higher because it's very it's good it's better than the original like that's it's sort of weird i think it's a little of both for me like it's the one i wanted to keep drinking yeah um the one i was most i'm most excited to tell people about like oh my number two is two-year barley wine yeah. and that's everyone's kind of number one you're not gonna convince a non-beer person like, oh, get this barley wine. It's a really good barley wine. You're like, get this one that tastes like this cocktail. It tastes like a fucking cocktail. Pineapple and coconut and it's, banana. It's pretty, like, it's pretty like, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like it's more fun to I wish talk I, about prop. I wish I was drinking one right now, yeah. honestly. Then you're like, this is a, this is the best taste uh, take on a barley wine. Yeah. It's like okay, cool, but. Why? You know, um, <laughs> Anabasis from uh, Side Project is a two-year barley wine. You know, we all know VSOJ. You know, I think this is the best barley wine that Goose has made in maybe yeah. the last, you know, five, five to ten years or whatever. Um, and it's a very good barley wine. But I understand your your point. I think because this is the first time we've done this together since the pandemic in person, mm-hmm. right? So we're all coming in out on the other side of you know a lot of people just floated straight to the bourbon category. A lot of people are were drinking cocktails all along. You know, and this this is a proper reintroduction of prop to your point where it's it's good and it's not flavors you're familiar with at all from these guys. Yeah. And I think that's what made it special. And that's why I think it ranks pretty high. I got it no less than third. Yeah. So yeah. okay, so prop two year, thirtieth, regular, yeah, then coffee. Regular and coffee, I think you could probably go back and forth on that. Same. I don't. I don't think we're talking about coffee enough. You know, because we had Cafe Deeth not long ago. I think this is right on par with Cafe Deeth. And we're, I'm not trying to do the Rev Goose comparison, even though I seem to do that a lot. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that's my other favorite uh-huh. barrel aged program. It's <laughs> like coffee might be better right now, but uh, regular Bourbon County is going to just taste great for years to come where coffee is not going to taste the same. So yeah. that's maybe why I put it like a little lower. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Sir Isaac, Fig Newton's dad, and then Biscotti is we could just not even include that one. I, I go the, I go the exact opposite. I go Fig Newton last, dead last. All right. So it's, what, it's, do you, what do you got? Run down. All right. <laughs> okay. So I go um, number one for me, just like most people I think, is barley wine. Number two is uh, uh, BCS uh, 30. Um, with the big, just a straight up 
proper fucking bourbon forward barrel aged stout. Just really good stuff. Um, uh, number three is prop. I, I think number four is coffee. Okay. For me, I'll go coffee. Um, I've come around all the way around to those coffee steps that don't remind me of fresh ground coffee anymore. The ones that just have these subtle notes that, that are definitely coffee, but it doesn't have the the guy from Intelli was telling me the reason you're associating that is because you, a high acidity is that co- fresh coffee ground flavor you want. Yeah, okay. And that's not how a coffee purist would judge a good coffee, right? So I'm coming around to these softer coffee flavors. Okay, okay. So it's really good. Coffee number four, um, OG5. OG is pretty good this year. Um, some years it's molasses, you know, some years it's brownie batter. This year is kind of right in the middle, you know? Yeah, kind of like a little a cherry, a little sweet, smooth, very smooth. Exactly, yeah. Um, didn't feel as thin as it did the last year. And then I go, um, I go number six, just because it was the, it was the more, int- more unique of the two weird ones, biscotti. I go biscotti, then I go fig. I could understand that, yeah. It yeah. was the more unique of the two, but. I did not want to have any more of that. There is, a, it's so big. It's it it smells like a liqueur of some sort on the nose. They're so big, and the anise is just kind of shadowing over all the other stuff. When you drink it, I don't think the anise is there as much. Yeah, I feel like this is the way I felt of um, was it Old Fog or Oh yeah, Kentucky Fog. Kentucky Fog, and then it kind of came around on Kentucky Fog. Yeah, Kentucky Fog opened up nicely, I'm not man. Come around on. Biscotti. I don't know, man. I don't know. You gotta give it another try. You gotta give. It's it's kind of the Northwoods, if you will, of this, right? Because Northwoods kind of tasted like a fortune cookie when I first had it, or like not the fortune cookie, but the you know those restaurants they give you like that, oh, the yeah. round cookie, whatever that's yeah. called, almond cookie. I think it's almond cookie. Yeah. But then I had it like six months later, and I'm like, bruh, what are we doing here? Yeah, that was a weird one. So that was, that was a good event, or a good tasting, and then we got to try uh, Bourbon County in uh, one week. Yeah, I want to say one week, and then maybe f- four, four months and eight months, okay, yeah. maybe? And then, drinking this one week, we uh, asked, we're like, oh, so this is Night Stalker. We're just kind of fucking around, yeah. And we have heard, that, or people have told us that, no, Night Stalker's a different recipe. Right, that's what Goose loves to tell you off the cuff, that, no, the stout you're having here is not BCS at all. But the <laughs> current brewer was like, yeah, it's just not dry hopped. Right. Like, what? Oh, so it is. <laughs> For years. Because Night nice, nice Stalker had to be, like, every bit of, like, 11 years ago, and... They always denied it. Yeah. So yeah. now we have we have confirmation. Yeah. That <laughs> Night Stalker was just Dry Hop Bourbon County. We kind of we kind of geeked out about that a little bit because I mean, Night Stalker was a good a good run, man. It was Dry Hop, uh, non barrel aged out, and it kind of came and went. I think it came out once. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, cheers to Goose, man. I think, you know, getting to try these all at Goose is really cool. You know, and um. Oh, and then when they throw in these little, these little surprises of, hey, you want to try it after it's been in the barrel for a week, like you know, or hey, you know, we ate, we had this fourteen year old bourbon, and this is the barrel we used, and this is the bourbon. Do you want to try the bourbon as well? Right. We opened the bottle of <laughs> Old Fitz. I'm just like, man, you know, um, yeah. Uh, everybody who before they gave their before they introduced the beer, they all kind of talked about their first ever encounter with BCS, right? Their BCS journey, their experience. Yeah. So, I mean, there ain't a whole lot of beers that bring out emotion the way this beer does, for better or worse. You know, people love to hate on it, and people can't wait to go wait in line for it. Yeah. It's, it's the most 
it's one of the more emotional <laughs> beer brands <laughs> that there are around oh, yeah. here. You know? I don't remember the first time I had it. I remember the first time finding it again in the store and being like, they're only selling this for $5. Like being like, what do they know how good this is? Like yeah. I remember that moment, yeah. but I don't remember the first time I had it and was like kind of taken back by it. I remember the first time I had Dark Lord and I was like, kind of like, what is this thing? Yeah. Not knowing anything about Dark Lord. Yeah. Dark, Bourbon County Stout. I can't remember the first time. Yeah. I remember it came in Bombers at one point and I used to carry beers in my backpack a lot. And I went to my uncle's house in Rogers Park. That's how I ended up living in Rogers Park. My uncle lived there. And I took it for Thanksgiving one year. And I had the cups and every fancy chalices and everything. And I was one of them to kind of share in this weird thing I found that was really good. And everybody thought it sucked. But I was like, oh, I guess I'll drink it. You know? okay. But that was the first time I really kind of bought one. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they're saying 30, 30 years. Um, you know, there's some people that, you know, say that wasn't correct. Yeah, I think the book, the Josh Noel book, talks about how it's really not 92, it's 95, which means that this ain't 30 years. Right. But then we were they were talking about the, uh, that book that night, and they were saying that a lot of that book is no one who currently worked at Goose when he was doing the book was in the book. They were all former Goose employees. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that about that book. And did Todd Ashman say he had the first? He, no, he didn't drink the first one. He wasn't the very first person to drink it, but he's drank them all. He's drank them all. He's so drank them all. Has he drank 30 years? Like Right. I mean, he works at Goose Island. So was that 92 when he had it? Right. Goose opened in 88. This was batch 1000. So that five years later. So that kind of, that lines up. Right. Yeah. And then all the marketing stuff says 30 years. So. Right. So I think that in the book, they couldn't find any sort of documentation that proved that this happened before 95 right okay that's kind of what i've what i've heard i have don't have the book i'm not gonna pay for the book i'm not gonna pay for the tribune when i get the paywall so i don't very 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 rarely read (laughs) noel's stuff yeah but i think um yeah that's there's an undercurrent of that in the um in america's favorite place to talk about beer beer twitter Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a T-shirt that says "Beer Twitter hates you." We should we should sell those. Damn. So yeah, so that was our Wednesday night, and then Thursday we went over to uh, the new district brew yards in Wheeling. Wheeling, Illinois. Hello. They have not one but two water towers in Wheeling. We saw one that sits right behind. Oh, yeah, at least have more than that. I mean, you think how many fucking water towers they need for this town? We were on the on the way out. We saw one, and then while we we're interviewing uh, the hippos, we're looking, and there's one right behind us. Right. So. And there's a Hyatt right across the street. Yeah. The there you go. You know, they got enough room behind District Yards. It's wide open space. There's like a condo and some empty yard for tents. They could put another hotel there. Oh, you just pull up your RV. It <laughs> <laughs> just camp out. You know. Uh, the new District Yard spot uh, it features four, five breweries. Yep. Uh, Twisted Hippo. Burnt City, Around the Bend, Casa Humilde, and Historonic. Yeah, that's the newest crew. They um of the pilot project crew. That's where they started, and then they they switched homes. They went from one. They went from an incubator to being the uh, on the fifth wall. So it's a whole. It's it's a slightly different. Not a. Not, there are some similarities there, right? Because there's one guy that brews all of the brewer stuff. So we found out there is a brewer for. Each brew system. Yeah. So the brew system at Wheeling is a 
10 barrel yeah and then in uh chicago they have a seven barrel and a 30 barrel so yeah. there's a different brewer that's kind of a head brewer that's in charge of those systems right you don't think about this i think after we got done and cheers to uh carl and Mary Lee. you know this is like maybe the third time we had them on the show mm-hmm. um but they were kind of saying they have a uh, they have a christmas ale and the christmas ale uses molasses right so then you know when you talk about extracting like these flavors from you know whether it's the grains or adding flavors i think the system on um the system that they were using the hippos at their place was fire um and then this place was steam yeah. So, you know, molasses is going to behave differently. You know, it's going right. to burn. It's not going to burn at the same pace. Or it's not going to, it shouldn't burn at all in the it steam. Shouldn't, it shouldn't burn at all in the steam. Yeah. But like, I didn't, I guess I didn't pay attention to, as, you know, as a drinker, you don't really pay attention to how grains are and things are cooked on certain kind of systems and how that would change the flavor if you move systems. You know, that's what I was. If there's any purists, they're like, I only drink beer from steam, <laughs> steam brew house. How'd you heat this? Uh, how'd you heat these grains? <laughs> Was it a was it direct uh, fire or was uh, it? No, I'm out. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I don't do that. You guys, you guys take care. <laughs> There's somebody out there. Uh, you know it, man. <laughs> uh, they also have uh, this fun alt or uh, this alt wall oh. at the wheeling location. Right now, it's wines and a ginger seltzer. Right. So right. I think just trying to be uh, more inclusive to not, although it's a beer hall. Having a few more options, they also mentioned that Cassia Mill Day had a seltzer on. Uh, just giving people a little more options if you're not there just for the beer or if you come with someone for beer, there's possibly options for you yeah. as a non-beer drinker. Yeah, I had um, Cassia Mill Day's uh, Amber Lager when I was there. Okay. Um, yeah, and then there's three food options instead of one. So it's become like this own little craft court for yeah. food and beer, which is nice. I only drank Twisted Hippo when I was there because we were we did the episode, we interviewed them. We were talking with them, and I would have, like, I don't know. I felt a little bad to not drink their yeah, beers. Like, kinda. I didn't want to be like, I'm going to get Dan's cream ale. And, like, yeah, I kind of just want that. Yeah. <laughs> um, had the Twizz Hippo Hazy IPA. We both had Bleeding Hearts. That's the uh, Kolsch with beets. beets yeah. And Which then is I, 7%. I didn't realize that. I guess the beets added to the Kolsch. You know, you usually see Kolsch is that high, but yeah. the beet addition made it 7.2. Do you, do you get any, like, I feel like I'm almost drinking beet juice when i drink that it's interesting the colch definitely plays the background it becomes it looks like wine yeah. it looks like a sparkling wine it feels healthy yeah right <laughs> yeah i feel kind of i feel more responsible yeah. when i'm drinking this i got this beet drink Are you kidding me antioxidants here we come you know um, <laughs> i also had a grisette from uh from cruise blanc i mean uh twiz hippo nice yeah. uh and then we have some food options we went over to all this in our episode, uh, audio only, so YouTube watchers, sorry. Yeah. Oh, you know, also um, a note about the system. So this is the old Ram in Wheeling. Ram had a system already in place, but the tanks were bigger, and they didn't want to deal with these big tanks. And then I think logistically the tanks had a really high hatch, and they, they just didn't like the design of the yeah, tanks. The pipe works bottom. Yeah. Apparently Pipeworks came in and said, hey, I know these tanks. I used to work on them. These tanks they suck. Yeah, I'll buy them. <laughs> So he drove down the price, and then he bought all the tanks. So this, he, if he bought those tanks, that means the place next to Mitokaya on fucking California that I saw that was clearly oh, going to be a brewery, I think that's where the Pikeworks is going. Ooh, right? okay, yeah. Where else is he putting He's these tanks? He's got to be building it out. Exactly. So. so so that was a fun little nugget. And then, oh, um, the original, um, well, you were taking pictures of the grain mill outside. So they said Shaunamals yeah. uh, did, uh, did the artwork on the grain mill. 
And then the original brew house was way smaller than it is now. They they brought the brew house out to kind of make so it the, the Ram brew house. Yeah. Yeah, the Ram brew house was way smaller than what the what they these got guys room did. for like another row of tanks there. You could have like a little party, a little, little VIP action. VIP. It's like almost VIP. too hey. much room in that brew house. They're like, we're gonna need more tanks, probably. Yeah, more tanks. And I think they went with the smaller tanks because um, they wanted to be all just be draft. They're like these tanks that we got from Ram are too big. This is too much. This is too much for us. We want right. to have smaller tanks. They don't. I don't think a lot of distro stuff is going to come out of the wheeling location. Yeah. They want to just kind of. Yeah, like you said, be draft only, be to go cans, uh, lim- more limited release, and faster turnover on things. The hippos had eight drafts. I counted eight for the hippos. Yeah, everyone's got eight. Shit, that's a lot of beer. Yeah, that's cool though, man. Because everyone has ten in Chicago. I didn't know that. So when you go to this is a brewery, but if you go there, they're gonna have what's well, eight times f- five, forty. You're gonna have forty handles, and most breweries do not have forty handles. And then four all. Right, so you got upwards of 45 handles with the crazy assortment of different personalities and different beard styles. I mean, it actually is a very cool destination. Right. It's very cool. Um, cheers to them for pulling that off. Yeah. It looks, it feels good in that joint. It does. It's really, it's a nice space. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was last night. That episode should probably be up on the, I don't know, uh, the podcast feed, so check that out. Um, always good to catch up about the fire what they're doing yeah we kind of we were out it was too loud in the in the brew yard so we stood out by the uh fireplace and it's you know kind of a modern fireplace just a one long string of gas fire mm-hmm. and here i am on the episode like yeah we're out here by the fire look at us this fire is so great the fire is great and i'm just like and we got back in we're like oh fuck <laughs> i didn't think about that at all so damn um let's see and then you were also on the suburbs hitting up a Another new place that opened up, right? Yeah, man. Shout out to Go Brewing in Naperville. Okay. Uh, shares a parking lot with uh, the good folks at Salamoth. Okay. Yeah. They are in the old t- Two Fools Cider. Space, right. right. So they kept uh, half of the space is Two Fools, and then they bought the other storefront. So now it's a bigger space than Two Fools was. And then Two Fools, the connection is the guy who owns this place, um, he, was, uh, he owned the building that Two Fools moved to. Oh. That's the connection. So this guy's like, yeah, they were renting out space for me. And he's like, yeah, we outgrew that space. And the guy's like, well, what are you doing with that old space? He's like, we're not doing anything with it. So then he took the old space because it was way smaller. And he started go brewing in that space. Okay. And this isn't, this is a non-alcoholic beer brewery. Uh, it might be one of the first in the country. Non-alcohol, low-alcohol ABV beers. Oh, so there's low ABV Low beer? ABV, like 1%, 2%. Yeah, who were we talking to? It might have been the District Briars boys. There's two ways to make a non-alcoholic beer. One way is to make it and then take the alcohol out. Right. And then another way is to tweak the process so that it doesn't produce alcohol when you ferment out. Okay. Um, I'm still unclear on that exactly, but that's my understanding. I don't know what method they're using. I think they're using the the latter where they just tweak it so that it doesn't produce much alcohol. Sure. Um, Yeah. That seems like the more efficient way. Like, do it. make it beer and then bl- fucking boil un- it out. Undo the beer. Right. Unbeer it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking un- a glass of unbeer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Go Brewing just kind of, it's kind of their way of saying just do it. You know, just, it's a lifestyle brewery. So it's, it's interesting. And we were sort of talking, or we were talking, the idea of, I'm all for non-alcoholic options and more drink options. I like lots of different drinks and trying them all yeah. and seeing what's up but 
We. What are you doing? Going to brew. Just gotta open. open All right, man. Up. There we go. Do it. Gotta do it. When you go to go, right? You're gonna sit there and basically order a fizzy water. How many? You're you're not at a coffee shop. You're not at a bar. You're just at a place to hang out, I guess. But yeah. you're ordering expensive water at that point. We kind of talked about it in the pre-show. Like you're, it's like kind of like the soda fountain back in the day, where you're going, you know, to the soda shop, and they're making the soda, right? And you know, yeah, give me that Green River. Yeah, and, and they'll make it right there, right as you, right away, sir. And you got the fuzzy bubbles, and they're pouring the syrup, and now you got your soda. It's kind of like it's a throwback to kind of that, right? Well, who's yeah. the audience for this? I guess is what our question is. Yeah, whose audience? How many are you going to sit down and drink? Because you you go to a brewery. There's sometimes a means to the end. Like you sort of want the alcohol. You know, I was. They have. They had some wine there. They yeah. had can't wine in the cans. Like, so. Not that you. Everyone wants to drink to get drunk, but you know sometimes you just want to drink to lighten the mood or loosen things up yeah. or anything like that. Uh, and I just wonder. And then you often drink things very faster than you would. You're not going to slam a. a big thing of coke right yeah very fast and be like give me another one give me another one most people aren't are you doing that with non-alcoholic beer like you're Too treating hit. it like beer and being like all right yeah let's go again and it's yeah. like, okay to your point there's no cbd um you know head shops right there's no there's no there's no shops that just sell cbd right like cannabis shops but we don't sell cannabis with tac and we only sell cannabis with CBD in it, right? We sell we sell the cannabis products that don't get you high. There's some of those. There are. Oh yeah. well, if that's the case, then yeah, then this totally fits. Then right? It's kind of it's kind of the like same a thing. Health benefit to some of those. Like sometimes you're in there for like some creams for your arthritis or your dog needs something. That's true. Or... Yeah, I think this is kind of a place where that kind of promotes gathering and lifestyle, okay. right? Because like, all right, so I think when you re- I read his bio and his bio was. His dad had alcoholism, right? And then I think his brother had it, and his brother overcame. Okay. And so he's giving me, like, this guy's name was Jay, Joe JB, where's his initials. And he gave me a tour of this place, and he says, you know, I ran into a guy today, and this guy was like, hey, I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I'm not triggered by drinking these beers, but I can hang out in a community, a room full of people, and be communal, right? Right. And then they do live music every night. Oh, well, that's cool. If, they, if it's, I think if they're offering the space for music and yeah. making it more of a, a place to gather... But okay, right, it's like more a like a coffee shop. It's like a coffee shop that makes uh, non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. yeah. And then if you want alcoholic beer, they have friends. They have a sake maker in Michigan. And then they have wine wine and cans. And then you could just go over to Salamos. And then Salamos on the other side of the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so like, for example, of the lifestyle thing, they had a guy come out and uh, train everyone on how to do uh, the polar, pl- polar plunge stuff where they got all these bathtubs and they time you for how long you can sit in the cold okay. water. That kind of stuff. I think it's a gathering ground for that kind of stuff, right? People that are just active, and instead of having a place, instead of building a yoga studio, right? So they traded. He, he the, built a brewery. They traded the alcohol addiction for doing ridiculous things. Addiction, yeah. basically, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, it was two fools. Two fools didn't disband or anything. Okay. They just moved to a bigger space. He said he um, he had a software company, and he sold the software company to Cars.com. Oh, nice. And um, this was his passion project, so now he does does this full-time. 
after the after selling at cars.com that's cool i'm i don't know if i can go there maybe if i'm at sell most like stop in and grab like a mix pack to go or something like that yeah, i think yeah he's from naperville and he said i only wanted to do this because i knew there was solomon on the other side yeah he said that's the main reason i wanted to do it because of maybe, this space and because of that maybe if you go to solomon and you're like oh shit i had maybe one too many i should not be driving yet and you're like well i can't do anything i'm just gonna sit in my car oh i could go over to go and have something there and just kind of like wait this out a little bit Maybe that's a good way to think um, about that. Time and place, you know. Um, we were talking about uh, the crew that makes their beers at uh, the non-alcoholic beers from Canada that make them at Gray Central. Big drop. Big drop. And, you know, these beers are actually really good. You know, they taste like beer. You know, there's a Mexican hot chocolate stout. There's an IPA, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and they're really good beers with alcohol. It's kind of bizarre. I'm like, man, this shit tastes like beer. Like, yeah. It just tastes like a very good beer. So I think there's, and then there are crews that make non-alcoholic things. I know Brooklyn's one, and yeah. I haven't, I haven't had a ton of them. There's but. the Lagunitas, like hop water we have. So there's you know, there's there is a movement for non-alcoholic stuff. Yeah, and I think, and like I didn't know that there was, uh, you know, cannabis shops that just did CBD sales. So and if that's a market, then I could see there being a market for a place like this, you know, mm-hmm. for people to gather. Yeah. So. Mm. Okay, I feel like I talked <laughs> myself into uh, appreciating the idea more yeah. than I originally was like. That's cool. I'm glad it exists, but why would I go there? But then I'm like, eh, okay, I could, I could see myself going yeah, there from a distance. Yeah, I mean, but to your point, so I'm there and I have a pint of the IPA, and I'm like, I mean, that's cool for the experience. But am I gonna get another part of it? I'm not a, I'm not a non-alcoholic. I'm a regular alcoholic. <laughs> I'm a regular alcoholic. So I give me the wine, and then I'm gonna go to Salamos. You could train your, your <laughs> underage kids to appreciate <laughs> beer flavors earlier. We right? just found another purpose. There you go. <laughs> you're either you're either too fucked up and you want to keep drinking, or you're training your kids <laughs> to too drink. young to drink and you want to act like you're drinking. <laughs> oh the, man, it's the what's that like in movies where they like the um, kids get drunk off of Odile, Odules uh, and they're like, oh yeah. my god, I'm so wasted. Ah. They're like, you're not drunk yet. So yeah. You just need the thing to pretend keep those kids out of there go brewing i like i like that there was no kids there keep that let's keep oh, that going there's no kids no there might have been some outside okay um, funny okay uh, also in the suburbs we got a message that uh i was wondering how art history was like brewing the amount of beer they brew because yeah. it's around mm-hmm. they're not brewing at all at their current space they're not they, they're getting some help church street okay a name i forgot about it Church Street is kind of synonymous with brewing other folks' beer. Yeah. Foreign Exchange, Church Street. When, Which they may not be a thing anymore yeah. either. We had the god Ricky Cervantes on uh, on our podcast. And they've not, according to someone on Twitter, which I'm going to believe because I saw it on Twitter, uh, they haven't shipped beer since April. I mean, what's not to believe? It's Twitter. Yeah. So. <laughs> I... um, when, um, when Skeleton Key went down, they reached out to their par- their friends at Church Street to okay. help to help make their beers. Nice. So yeah, they've they've been a partner for other breweries. Okay, uh, so that's where our history is brewing uh, a lot of their beers right now until the new space opens next to Penrose, which you said was going to have a different name. Geneva Lager Works, the sister brewery to um, Art History. It was on their uh, on their IG feed. Yeah, I don't know what that means. You're opening a second 
lager. What are you selling most here? Open another. IPA yeah, they're taking back it? their supply chain. They don't. They're they're tired of dealing with uh, with uh, who's the guys? The Church Street. Okay. They just want to own it themselves. No, but calling it a different name. The other name thing's an interesting choice, right? Why don't you just call it Art History? Right. People I kind of like, people like Art History. I mean, I'll, yeah, Geneva Geneva Lager Works sounds cool. It know, maybe it sounds like I don't want to. It sounds like I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't want to drink Geneva. That's funny. <laughs> I could be I could be wrong here, but it could be a signal for a different set of investors as well. Oh, you know, yeah. um, 18th Street had the sour note. And I believe the sour note was different investors. It was some of the 18th Street guys, but with oh, some different so it's a way to get money. Yeah, because you can't. So, yeah, I'm sure there's some money loopholes. You're right. It might be something like that. Oh, but okay. I'd like to know more. Yeah. Okay. Anything else happen in the suburbs? Man, suburb beer passing this bitch. I know. <laughs> Shit. Um. No, nah, man. I'm thinking about going down to Scratch still. No, Scratch. Scratch, you're running out of time. I'm running out, out of time, man. It's one o'clock. We got one more weekend, man. You can't go down there Halloween. You can't go down by the college. I'm not, going, I'm not going down there. If I don't go this weekend, I'm not going. Okay. So right. Man, I got a record fair I'm going to in the morning, man. Okay, so you're not going. I got to go look for some records, man. Okay, so no scratch. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, sucks. Uh, Is that all? We said Fobab's coming up. Fobab's coming up. We talked to Go Brewing, Naperville. We talked, uh, we talked Wheeling. County. We talked Bourbon County. Oh, what are we missing here, man? That's it. I think... Uh, yeah, on look the next at, episode. Look at the pictures one more time. Make sure we didn't miss nothing. We're going to be running down our um, uh, Oktoberfest. I think we're going to have a guest to help us through all of these and give uh, their opinions on it, you know, without our influence. And we got that episode of Twisted Hippo up. Nick's going to be at Fobab. I'm going to be missing that. Brad's leaving us, man. I go fucking tour the world. I'm yeah. jealous. He won't trade me. I, I asked what he'd trade, and I tour the world. <laughs> He go to football and he told me no. Yeah, no. So. I'll be I'll be drinking <laughs> those Italian wines and the, the Italian pilsners. I know those super sweet uh, onions that they have on that one. T- I was watching the, the Stanley Tucci show. Okay. Yeah. But cool. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode. Nick, where can people find you? Get in touch. Hey man, I'm on Twitter at Nicosio. Oh, shout out to Rev man. Tenth uh, anniversary of Antihero, so they have an Imperial Antihero in cans and on draft. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And I'm B-Rad on Twitter, Chicago Beer Pass, Twitter, Instagram. There's some fun reels up there, live streams, um, sexy photos. And we'll be back soon. Take care. Cheers.